0: What's going on? Welcome to Tolly Blitz Podcast. This is the Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club, as always, go down, like, and subscribe, and drop your picks for this strictly cannoneer fight card in the comment section. And second rule of Fight Clubs, you didn't do any of that to go fuck yourself. But do stay tuned and watch this till the end and enjoy. But this is Paul, pick and win him, Concha, pour up, spark up, hammer those bets, and I'm joined with.
1: You already know, man. It's that boy, Cake, little KK, aka the Dollar. Tye, aka the motherfucker on your screen right now, you feel me, man? And this is this is a good card. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought we was gonna blow past this until you broke down some shit for me. And I'm like, "Hmm, there's a couple of hitters out here I didn't even know about.
0: Yeah, not not even just the main event between two fucking semi one title contender, one almost title contender at middleweight between Panny or Strickland. But Zaryukian Isma Gulov is a pick-em. We got uh, Amir Albazi and the Flyweights, you know, a name you should circle if you haven't already. And then even the prelims, you, you know, anytime a prelim got an Omega Met off in it, you know you should be around for early to watch their fights.
1: Yeah, they got that boy set. I messed with, bro. But um, I don't remember where I remember, bro, from, but Mandel Cape, I feel like I've seen that name before.
0: Yeah, he fought, I think he fought, was it Blood Diamond? I can't remember, but he has been on a few prelims this year, um, pay per view prelims.
1: Hell yeah. I respect it, man. It's a pretty decent card.
0: Yeah, he was on the Derek Lewis Zero Gone card in 2021. And then earlier, he was on the Jose Aldo card in 2021. No, but I mean, yeah, this shit. Y'all should, everyone who's watching this, like I said, drop your comments in the pics, but. Come early for this fight card because it's a lot of young talent. Like, there's a lot of names in here that I feel like five years from now they're gonna be ranked and they're gonna be headlining pay per views or headlining fight nights or something. And it's like these are the like come early, see those future stars, duke it out early. Uh, but let's nah, start-
1: dead ass, man.
0: yeah, let's start with the third fight on the prelims. We got to showcase that boy Brian Battle versus the Gladiator. Fakrat Dinoff. I know I'm probably not saying his right name correctly, so I just refer to him as the Gladiator. And, man, I mean, Brian Battle won a hell of a fucking 2021, and then in a good 2022, he won the 2021 Ultimate Fighter, where he beat Armin Petroski with a, a guillotine choke. Petroski's been undefeated in the UFC since, so that win has aged really well. He beat Trayson Gore and the... uh in the final, and Trayson Gore was, like, a big favorite. So no one really thought he was going to win. He showed everyone, hey, I'm, I'm here to shine. And then follows that up with the 2022 his last fight in August against Takashi Sato, knocks him out in 44 seconds with a head kick. And people were like, really? Wow. Everyone's was like, oh, shit. Like, in Brian Battle, he, he he has BJ Jane, his back pocket, like, black belt, will choke you out if he has to. But he is a natural striker. Like, he's very fluent, doesn't do any wind-up when he throws. It's like even the head kick to Takashi Sato, there was no wind-up, no show before the kick. He does literally perfect form, throws the kick, effortlessly head kick, KO, fight over. But then the Gladiator, former GFC champion, and if you don't know GFC, before Habib changed the name to Eagle FC, it was the GFC, former GFC champ, then he comes to the UFC in 2022. People have been waiting on him. He didn't fight for that whole 2021 year, so it was a whole year like uh, away. He comes back, first win, just dominates for three whole rounds. And I think he gets like uh, five takedowns in the fight, grinds him, great wrestler. So it's really like a, free, a great tactician striker with BJJ in his back pocket as the underdog in Brian Battle against the Gladiator, who is the favorite here, who is this like, he's a mauler. He will maul you and he does it real well.
1: I respect the Gladiator man and like I was who I was gonna take before you broke down Brian Battle's a fucking problem out here. and he just won the day after my birthday? Man, I don't know man. I'm fucking with Brian Battle. He seems like some and he's not that old. He says that he's only twenty eight. So like, talent. I definitely wanna see what the boy has going on. How many fights does he have in the UFC by himself?
0: Uh if you're counting the Ultimate Fighter, he has four. If not, then it's only, I think, two. Mm, that's
1: straight. I'm going to see what Brian Battle got going on. He's on a 3-5 win streak. So I guess that counts the motherfucking ultimate fight, maybe. But, yeah, i um, want yeah, to see what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I, this is a great matchup for him, honestly, because if, if he can stuff the takedowns from the Gladiator, then we know, like, okay, like, someone who can wrestle real well, no worries for Brian Battle. Because we know he's probably going to win a lot of the the – stand-up fights he's in he's just naturally the longer guy than a lot of people in the welterweight division but the craziest thing to me brian battle used to fight at like 140s and one and now he's at 171 and this is like two years ago he was at 140 and then uh the gladiator used to be like at 205 225 heavyweight now he's at 170 and so these are two people two different weight classes we'll see they've fought in these weight classes before but these are still like they're still getting their feet under them kind of thing
1: Mm-hmm. That's actually interesting. So this fight low what's the odds on this fight?
0: Brian Battle, plus 125, slight underdog to gladiators minus 150. And I think he's the bigger favorite just because he has he's 19 and 1, a lot of experience, five round experience. He has the gas tank, and there are not no slou like the people fighting over there in the Russian fighting leagues, there are no slouches. So he has a lot of experience coming into this fight.
1: Like this this I, I'm really looking
0: forward to this fight. Yeah, I'm probably going to rock with Brian Battle as the underdog here just because that BJJ in his back pocket. I feel like if Frock Randolph does take him down, we might see a submission or a reversal, a couple sweeps.
1: Look okay, him the fuck out, homie.
0: And our next little pick fight in the prelims that we're going to jump over to is the bantamweight. So these are future contenders right here. Circle both the names. Sednar Omega Medoff. No relation to the Habib plan, but he is from the Dagestan point of part of the world. Versus Sedokub Krakmanov, ten and two, literally a pick 'em here at bantamweight, and Sed is just like he has the wrestling thombo stuff in his back pocket, just like the Brian Battle has the BJJ in his back pocket. But similar to like the Umar off. He likes to does use his footwork, his leg kick, his, he uh, the spinning back kicks. He throws. He likes to cut angles and sh- uh, counter punching, but he does have the wrestling in his back pocket. Where if things start getting rough or you sh- get a little sloppy, he can take you down. And he and uh he's not one of those to sit on you either. He does try to finish fights once it hits the ground, which is fun to watch. Like he will try to ground and pound, slice your ass out of there. Krokmanov though, that man has been a problem. His biggest fight, I mean, he's undefeated in uh, – oh, no, he has one loss in the UFC to Barcelos. But other than that, three-fight win streak coming off of that, a submission, a couple of KO's. And he has fought Umar Nomega medoff a future – I think future Bantamweight champion or maybe champion up there. He fought him in his previous – uh, in a previous league. I think the PFL, I could be wrong. But when he fought him, he was the only person I think has even came close to beating Umar. It went to decision, real close fight. So, he has seen these kickboxing style Russians before and he didn't look too bad against them.
1: That's crazy. Paul, you really did your homework this
0: week. Hey, bro, I was on my break doing, having to have on my break learning about these people today.
1: Now you know how fuck was said in mega Medov, heavy. Not just because he's in the mega Medov. I liked him in his last fight. I want to say he fought, what card did he fight on?
0: Uh, let me see, I can find it for you real quick. His last fight was, I believe it was this year. Yeah, he has two fights this year. He fought on the Naganu gon card in January. He, first, he submitted Stallman in the first round in 47 seconds. And then he, in July, he fought on the Dos Anjos card. And he won an Amos decision, three-round decision against Diego Silva-DeAndre. But Diego Silva-DeAndre did rock him and drop him in that fight with a spinning backfist. After, said mm. did come back and won the fight unanimously, but it was shown that like there are some holes in his game. Still, he's not like picture perfect.
1: You can still hurt him. Oh,
0: it, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of the Yawn and Megalmed fight because the Medoff does like to fight off the back foot. He'll let you come in, and he'll counter you. He's good at countering, just like Megalmed and Kalaya of his. He also doesn't have like super KO power, but he can he's more technical than he has power. His technical shots will add up. Whereas the Krakmanov, he can throw the mean leg kicks and like he, he loves taking six takedowns per fight on average right now in the UFC, all three-round fights. So he does like to take people down. He likes to chop them down with the leg kick. So this is a perfect pick and fight. And I, I'm going to go with Krakmanov just because I think he has a little bit in his bag that could beat Medoff. I think he's not going to be as... Pushing the pace that some of the past people are in Omega Mega off where he can counter them easily. But like Krag Monoff is a smarter fighter. He he knows how he can win.
1: Mm. 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 I really, I really like I really like my dog said. I really, really fuck with said. But Krag Monoff sounds like a problem. And he's slightly younger. And I feel like the experience is very much similar. So I don't know, man. I think I might have to take the young 27 year old Krag Monoff with my dog said. But don't tell no in my life I said it.
0: Yeah, you got Dagestan versus Uzbekistan in this fight here. It's a good little fight on the prelims. Honestly, I think both these fights could have been a main card fight because I don't think feel like the main card really is carrying a lot of weight to it. But let's jump into the main card. There are some good fights. Drew Dobber versus Bobby Green. That's going to be a good little fight. Neither one of them really going to move up in weight or like move up the rankings like crazy. But there's two little fan favorites, so pay attention to that. But let's get into this co-main event, Armin Zarukian versus Dimar Ismagulov, where Arman is a minus one eighty favorite. Ismagulov is a plus one fifty five underdog here. And I mean, we all know Armin. That boy has been just mauling his way to the top. First fight in the UFC was Islam. Now current champ, he did take Islam down. Not a lot of people can even say that. Then he went on all those fight winning streaks. But, and then he runs into the Gamrot, loses the five round decision and the main event. And earlier this year, we all, I think 90% of the all UFC community, you and me included, and won that fight. So I can't really hold that L against him. And then DeMar Ismogulov, on the other hand, he's he was a big name before the UFC, former M1 global champion. Defended his belt three times, won all the defenses, then comes the UFC, and it goes on a five-fight win streak, all decisions, and he's beat Thiago Moses, Rafael Alves, Joel Alvarez, Geron Kutalazi, who, honestly, I thought Kutalazzi won that fight, but it was a split decision for Ismagulov, uh, Isma so not going to hold that against him either.
1: That's right. He has a decent little resume, but, boy, Sarukian? I know the way he contained wrestling that fight that that fight against Kamra, he was just going back and forth and just rolling around. Like I'm a fan, kid where comes through looking like a truck, like he's a problem.
0: With this fight, I can see it go one or two ways. Cause Saryukian, we love his wrestling. But when it comes to his striking, not that refined. He does throw some looping shots. He does throw some wild ones here or there. Uzma Gulov is I mean, he's all around fighter because all before he came into the UFC it was all submissions, all takedowns, mauling people. Gets into UFC, showcases, hey, I can box with the best of them. He has a crisp, a very crisp jab that he likes to fuse and keep you at the outside. And he has like a 70% takedown defense, I believe. I I could be wrong on that, but he oh, can,
1: wow. Yeah, he
0: like he's he's really like all-around fighter. Before he could take people down, now he's been boxing people, but he has shown in the past like, oh, I'm just as comfortable on the ground as other people and like do I think Saryukian can hold him down for 15 minutes? That's a, that's going to be one of the big questions right there.
1: He sounds like a motherfucker. It's...
0: Can he get past Isma Gulab's jab? That's going to be another question. But then it's also like, I've seen Saryukian get past people's jab before and hold people down 15. I mean, he took Islam down. The, I don't, Even Oliveira, I don't think, took him down in their fight. But yeah,
1: that's why I'm going to have to respect Saryukian, just because I like the fact that his, he just keeps on going. like He doesn't stop. He just like on to the next step, like I'm scooting out. I got reversed. I'm scooting back up. I got to do a half sit. I got a wizard. Like I got to reshoot. I got to take another shot. Like damn. Like I just love the way he fights, and I want to see. I want to see if that was just because Gamrock. Like it was wrestler versus wrestler, or motherfucking. I want to see what he'll be able to do. So I got to take some kid this motherfucker.
0: I'm gonna go with the underdog here, Isma Gulov. I think so. I, I, I my guts tell me it's because I also have been fucking with him heavy since that Islam fight. I thought he's he's legit. I think they're both legit. And th- like one, this is a fight where whoever wins to like the MMA fans, not the casuals and stuff, they might be like, okay, that's like this is a big fight to see who is actually gonna be like a title contender one day, because. There's a lot at risk in this fight if you lose, because you're gonna be you're gonna have to go a long way again before you get another co main event or main event. But if you win this fight, you're gonna get all your flowers.
1: Mm, that's fine. And somebody has to win and somebody has to lose, man.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to I think his jab from the outside. I just feel like he's he's gonna win on decision just by doing a little bit more damage because he's gonna do more damage standing up. That's right. Then our last fight is Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. Both of them minus 110. It's literally a 50-50 fight on the betting odds right here. A little nugget. Yes, I... Jared... Oh, my back, Kev. Uh,
1: so what you going to say.
0: I was going to say Jared Cannonier. He lost to Israel Adesanya in his last fight, former champion champion at the time. And Sean Strickland lost to Alex Pierre on the same card. And Alex Pierre is now champion. So it's like both of them are coming off pretty good L's. I mean, you can't hold anything against them.
1: I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy that them boys is both on the motherfucking. Um, I think they're both on the same. They're both um after just fighting on the same card that they're fighting each other. But I think it's crazy that to pick them because like Sean Strickland is cool. He's crazy. He's kooky. He's that dude and everything. But at the end of the day, motherfucking. Cannonier has the power. He, he he was losing to Brunson. You can say that, but then he but then he hit him. He caught him. Was it an elbow that he caught him, with, or is yep. it a straight up? Um, and it was elbow. He caught him with the elbow, same way how Izzy caught Brunson with the knee. Paired, front the fucking kicked the fuck out of Sean Strickland ass and sent that boy to oblivion. So like, I think if Sean Strickland gets caught, and especially in a five round fight, if he gets caught, this fight's over. But like, I still think it's that's why I don't know if it's is so close. Maybe it's just because it's on um, UFC. But I'm just like, damn, these are some crazy close odds, bro. What?
0: See, it's because I think uh, if we go into like the statistics of things, like from the outside, Jared year has like a negative differential when from when he's exchanging from the outside. So like he cannot. He get like in the Derrick Brunson fight. Derek Brunson was boxing him from the outside, tagging him, beating him, and then Cannonier eventually gets on the inside and gets the elbow to KO him. And Sean Strickland, he's an outside fighter. He, they like to call him a jab merchant because he all he does is jab people from the distance. So it's like I see this part going two ways. Sean Strickland winning by decision, or Janet Cannonier in the fourth or fifth, or maybe even the third round gets on the inside and lands a shot that Sean Strickland's not gonna be able to overcome and then it'd be like a KO TKO. So it's really like do I uh, do think Strickland's gonna be able to keep it at his distance and not let Kanye get on the inside, which Strickland does well against other fighters. But then at the same time Jared Kanye has shown that like he's been he, he can lose fights. Like he's okay with losing the battle if it means he can win the war. So he'll give up a round here or there to eventually get on the inside and land that one shot. So it's like what do I think is going to be more likely here? The one shot from year that's going to change everything or Sean Strickland jabbing his way into another five-round victory?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think Sean Strickland has the power to do something with Kanye.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, that is like, – Strickland never – I mean, he's, he was formerly a welterweight. Uh, he fought Carmelo, Carmelo Usman. He fought Tom Brees, Hebo uh, at welterweight. Then he moved up to uh, middleweight because uh, there's there is like his whole camp would just be cutting weight, no training. So then now that he's oh, wow. at, now that he's at this weight class, his power is not as strong, of course. But he does he doesn't have to worry about weight as much. He can train all that stuff. He's been a better fighter. He seems more comfortable here.
1: Bro, imagine six straight weeks of cutting weight. That sounds tragic as fuck. Yeah,
0: I mean that's why he did that. He said, "Fuck this! I'm gonna move up." And, I mean, he, I mean, after moving up, he went on like a fight-winning streak too, so he can't really say anything bad.
1: I see the difference between me and Sasha. I would have quit. I was mean, what six weeks of motherfucking cutting weight. Like what the fuck? i um, fuck y'all. I'm out.
0: <laughs> I'm done. now, nah, man, you gotta you gotta have some real, real love for the sport.
1: Bro, I'm not eating sleep again, bro. I'm fucking. Good. I'm gonna start driving trucks, like. Oh, no, nah. Sean Stinger said if he wasn't in the UFC, he'd be murdered, and, nigga, so I understand. So I, I, maybe I understand. He said it was out like, of this and murder, motherfuckers.
0: He made the right choice.
1: No cap. I mean, he did try easy. I don't know if that was the smartest. Hey,
0: man. He, he, I mean, he did. He, 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 That shit aged perfectly when he was saying Alex Pierre, whoop your ass again. <laughs> that shit aged perfectly.
1: Hey, hey, fuck that, nigga, man. Hey, hey, hey I don't care if slaps the shit out this dude, dog. He, he really talked that shit on Izzy and it came, and it came true. <laughs> um,
0: and uh, Sean Strickland had a great little interview before on like, the pre-fight interviews at the press conferences where uh, he took a question from that boy Alex Brohan I think. He's an MMA journalist. I follow him. He's a cool dude. And he was like, hey, yeah, oh okay, I have a question. Like you. And then he starts before. He's like, hold on. Is that a video game tattoo on your arm? And he's like, yeah. He goes, Oh, I he was just like, oh, why would I pick the guy that I know don't get no pussy? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, a woman reporter was like, oh, he's married. And he was like, oh, you're married? Does, does she like video games? He's like, no. Nah. He's like, where do you mean? Or like, World of Warcraft, Singles Mingles. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, like, that's a ten seven round. Sean Strickland whooped that boy ass. Don't
1: get my nigga said. I want to have to pick the nigga that don't get no
0: pussy. Big disrespect for dog. Uh, I, I mean, this is a hard one. Like, if all my betting audiences, I would tell you, like, take two bets. Can year by KO is probably some plus odds on it. And Strickland by decision probably has some plus odds on it. Either way, you're going to walk. Like, I, those are the only two options here, I think. I don't think can is going to win a decision. And I don't think Strickland's going to knock out can here Like, come on now
1: that I don't, the strickland got bjj in his
0: back pocket i don't know if he's going for sub. no oh that's the crazy thing. can he, he fights better against wrestlers because the wrestlers have to get close to shoot those takedowns and he has good takedown defense and once you get that close it's like oh you fucked up now now you're in my my strike zone whereas strickland he doesn't really like the rest he will stand up that's where most of his bread and butter is at so I'm I'm gonna go Strickland, even though I do see a can-year KO very possible. I just think Strickland, especially coming off that Pierre loss, where he got the left jab that put him into oblivion, I think he might come out a little bit smart. But it's also Strickland; he's a he's dumb, so he might be like very prideful and try to exchange with him. But I think he might just jab his way into a fucking decision win.
1: Wait, so wait, Pre Pierre didn't kick the fuck out of him? He
0: no. Jabbed. He hit him with a, a simple little left jab that is, that was it for him.
1: I might be getting that shit confused with Cheeto Vera. But I might that might be happened Because we didn't live stream that one, did we?
0: No. I remember when that fight happened. Oh no, I remember when because the big thing about it was like just look how crazy Pierre's power is. Like he hit him with a jab. And like <laughs> that's all it took. Like and it was right on the chin. It wasn't like it'll wind up, it was, it was a perfect thrown jab on the chin. And then he just like, oh, and then he hits over a right hand over the top that is like completely like bye-bye, Strickland.
1: <sighs> Disrespectful.
0: Are you going can okay, here? Yeah? I mean, we're gonna be like I, I don't yeah, think for so, for so. All right, so. so we're gonna be split on the two main events here. Let me make sure I write yeah, that yeah. down. They
1: didn't pick Saruki, so and can't be trusted.
0: And the other one, I will say, anyone, like, real hardcore MMA fans, I know there's not a lot of flyweight fans out there. There's a lot of people that think flyweight should really just be cut from the um, rankings, not rankings, but weight classes, because there's not many fighters or not many notable fighters to really care about the division. But the third and last fight, right before the co-main event, Amir Albazi, 15-1, and one, legit. That boy, like, BJJ, black belt, he'll choke you out. He got hands. He's minus 440 on the fucking picks. You don't ever see minus 450 God. odds. Like, we didn't break it down because we all think we're, he's going to win. He should win. He probably will win. But the circle to name Amir Abazi, we'll see him sooner or later fighting for a belt.
1: We'll see, man. But this is going to be a fun card to watch. And it starts at like, the are start at 4, right?
0: Yeah, 4 o'clock Eastern and main card 7 o'clock Eastern. Set your clocks. This is going to be a vibe. Yeah, and I bet you I'll, I'll speak for
1: this one, even though I'm gonna be at the house by my motherfucking self.
0: I'm gonna be at work, but I will be streaming. I have a coworker who's a big UFC fan. I found out he follows the podcast, he listens to episodes, he fucks with us, and uh, is that I, I know me and him probably gonna be watching these fights in the back room for a lot of the day.
1: Nice. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when when Canada leave straightly.
0: Oh, I'll be there. Uh oh, and. <laughs> Turn up your volumes on your TV. This is an Apex. And if you know Sean Strickland, he loves to talk in the middle of his fights. Like he'll punch him. He'll be like, huh, you like that? Oh, come on, hit me back. Come on. Like he he talks all his little shit during the fight. So I, you know, turn up the volume when he's fighting. That boy's a, a performer. That nigga said, you like that, headass. But we gotta wrap this up. You don't have to go home, but you do gotta get the fuck out of here. This is this has been Totally Blitz Podcast, the Fight Club Edition. We broke down UFC Fight Night Vegas. I'm not sure on the number, but Strickland versus can here. This has been Paul Pickle Winham contra I was joined with Kev Waterboy, Street through Street Fight Enthusiast, Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, well now y'all know motherfuckers. Nah. I got a problem with
1: being problematic for electrostatic, don't you step into this box if you're not batting, then my gang got tools, you could call them boy crap, man, this gang got rules, man, you better watch your passes. this ain't not new. Let them in, passing out the medicines, we've been on that rockstar regimen, knowing that I'm heaven's sin higher than i ever been.